Uh, welcome to the No Clue Podcast uh, Playing Recap Bonus Episode um, We watched four of the playing games This is the reaction to those And the, uh, you know, previewing the matchups that we now know Because of the playing games I'm one of your hosts, I'm yep. Tyler I'm Mike And uh, let's get right to it, man Wizards? I guess so, yeah Okay that was, <clears throat> I don't know where I want to start. I'll start with Boston. Let's let's start with the winning team, the team that advances to the playoffs. Okay. Uh, Boston, like Boston is a playoff team. Yeah. And, and what I mean is, and you saw it throughout with a couple of the other games, teams showed their experience and like the, the difference in like mentality and just how to turn it on. Yeah. And Boston showed that to me, where, you know, they're missing a lot of guys and they're playing through the same roster problems they've had all year. Yep. And the guys that have been there for a long time pushed them through it. Yeah. Yep. It was it was definitely an exhibit of putting the team on their back. Right. For sure. And, and Kemba was the one, you know, Tatum's been doing that all year, especially in the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Kemba, to me, he really ignited them on both ends. Yeah, I agree. And I agree, it, he did. It rubbed off on, I mean, you know, I'll get into D.C. more as far as how things went down, but <laughs> Kemba really elevated how everybody was playing. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, he was. He was aggressive the whole night, which is something that they have needed that's uh, kind of... Uh, make them stagnant at times. When Kimba's right. not aggressive, they just if it's like they lose a threat because he's really not a catch and shoot guy. He's small, so um, if he's not attacking, the game slows down. And, yeah, um, and, and Kemba, I think Kemba's good at attacking while not slowing down the offense too much. Yeah, he is. He is when he attacks. Yeah, right. Right. Um, and Tatum, man, I mean. Obviously, anyone who has watched the Celtics knew he would have had to have a big game. Um, they knew we knew he was going to take shots. I consider Tatum on the verge of being a volume shooter because I think the more shots he takes, normally the better he plays. So we knew that was coming. But um, these guys, they were efficient and, and they were getting yeah, to the and, line too. That was the big thing because. Right. Celtics have had games where they do not shoot enough free throws, especially Tatum, because he takes so many jump shots. Yeah. And, so, and they um, were, you know, some people are mad at the free throw difference, but the Celtics were a lot more aggressive in, like, drawing fouls. They were, and they were going to the basket a lot. Yeah. And the Wizards weren't so much. Yeah. I mean, at least not the, you know, not aggressively, at least. You know, so. uh, one last point about Boston. I think... Tatum being a volume shooter without Jalen Brown looks a lot better. Yeah, it does. Because it doesn't look like he's missing somebody. Like he's yeah. neglecting someone, I should say. Exactly. And mm-hmm. I noticed it because, like, even though he was hot for pretty much most of the game, yeah, there, there were times when he would take a lot of shots, and I didn't really want anybody else touching the ball. <laughs> it goes right. more to, you know, Boston's limitations. But again... I'd rather my star players shoot me out of the game than the the role players Boston puts out there. Right. I agree. Yeah. Good point. Yep. 
Okay. DC. Wizards. Let's get to it, man. Well, you know, Bradley Beal wasn't 100%. <laughs> uh, of well, course, a Wizards the- fan goes right to the injuries. <laughs> no, honestly, man. <laughs> no, I'm just Beal, playing. I'm playing. Beal played. He could have played better, and I told you at one point that he was missing a lot. Yeah. But he's often relegated to being a volume shooter. Yeah, he is. Especially this season. That's why his scoring average has ballooned. Yeah. Uh, because he's getting a, a ton of shots. The team is kind of just forcing it to him and just moving out of his way. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he could have played better in that way. And the thing is, the difference between Beal and Tatum... Beal is a really good off the ball player, so he can be a volume shooter, and it doesn't like um, doesn't take anyone out of the offense because he's the end of the offense. Right. Like Tatum would bring the ball up court three possessions in a row and take shots, but Beal just gets open and he takes some shots. That doesn't, you know, it's a different dynamic to the team. Yeah, and but this game really came down to the same complaint I've had all year long. Wizards can't guard anybody. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not that Tatum and Kemba combined for what, 89 if my math is right? Uh yeah, pretty much 50, yeah. 50 and 29 I want to I'm pretty sure 79. those are the two 79. Yeah. 79 points between the two of them. Uh-huh. They were they weren't they were comfortable the entire game. Yep. And somehow while you're letting the two star players be comfortable all game, Tristan Thompson is getting to settle into the game, even though he's playing like garbage. Yep. Guy, Peyton Pritchard is getting makeable opportunities. Yeah. Dude, yep. Nate Naismith got thrown out there and found like five good shots. Yeah. Yeah. And I've never accused Naismith of taking good shots. Yep. Me either. I, mean, I agree. I thought that was crazy, too. And, and, again, Tatum obviously carried the scoring load. And there was a stretch from the second to third quarter where you really saw that the Wizards just, they're not a winning team. Yeah. And, and a lot of people didn't notice this. Second quarter, Brad, I told you this, Bradley Beal took the challenge, right? He started, yeah. got a couple stops. He was competing, making it tough for him. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tatum's a good player. He's going to still score. Mm-hmm. Tatum started scoring. The the competitive, you know, defense to try to get stops flew out the window. Yeah. It went from, I'm going to try to get a stop, to, I'm, I don't want to get cooked, so I'll send him to Robin Lopez. Mm-hmm. And in the third quarter, it blew up in their face. Yeah. Because Tatum, by the end of the first half... Had his rhythm, was engaged in the game. Mm-hmm. And in the third quarter, he had, what, 23, 25 points? Yeah, he had a big third quarter, yeah. It was it was so bad because Beal started taking the challenge, then didn't really take it as long as you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. And then, and then in the third quarter, midway through, Scott Brooks is like, Russ, you got this. And yep. Tatum started getting anywhere he wanted. Yeah, it was bad. I just and again, I'm not mad at Scott Brooks because you don't, you know, Hachimura's in foul trouble. You don't have a ton of options for Tatum. Mm-hmm. But 
like you have to have some kind of pride in wanting to get a stop. Right. And the and DC didn't have that with their two star players. Yep. Yep. Let, let me just uh run off some <clears throat> interesting uh stats between both teams. Rebounds were exactly the same, 49 each, right? Uh turnovers, 15 by the Wizards, 10 by the Celtics. Points in the paint, 56 by uh, the Wizards um, to 38 by the Celtics. Uh, second chance points, though, 21 by the Celtics, only 11 by the Wizards. And turnovers, 15 by the Wizards, 10 by Boston. Points off turnovers, 6 by the Wizards, 20 for Boston. That's it right there. Yeah, fourteen points uh, difference points on uh, turnovers, thirty-one fouls by the Wizards and only seventeen by Boston. So that speaks I mean, to that. You know, the defense was obviously awful. You know, Bertans can't guard anything. Yep, he guards Wizards players better than he guards the other team's players at this point. Yeah. My God. I mean, it it was so fitting that Tristan Thompson was benchable for like two and a half, three quarters, Mm -hmm. and then went off the last quarter and a half because Bertans was guarding him most of the time. Can you explain Scott Brooks's uh, starting lineup versus like his bench? No. (laughs) No. Gafford Lopez. Neto was. Ish Smith and Bertans all come off the bench, and Lynn and Neto start. Lynn only played 11 minutes. Neto played 17 minutes. Rui only played 16 minutes, which he was in foul uh, trouble. Yeah, he was in foul trouble, right? But um, Taylor Hutcherson came in 10 minutes. I just don't understand what the point of starting uh, Alex Lynn was. Knowing that Boston isn't a big team as as far as down low, and they've they've done a good job of like feeding Robin Lopez for stretches. Yeah, they did. They even yep. had a couple plays where they fed him. He had a hook at one point, and mm-hmm. then they acted like they couldn't do anything else but feed him. You, you know, the, one thing that was kind of important about you know we talked about. Tatum and him kind of being a volume shooter. When Tatum takes, how many shots did he take? 32 shots. Normally, in a normal game with Brown there, Brown takes, you know, 20 shots as well. So you don't see the same shot distribution as you did here in this game because you see Fournier took 11 shots, Smart took 8, Thompson took 9, and everyone on the team took a shot except for Grant Williams. Literally everybody on the team took a shot. I think Cornette. I think they threw him an alley oop. He didn't catch it. But uh, yeah, so Cornette and Williams came in at the end. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Cornette was in there for like a couple plays. I think in the third. Yeah. But yeah. like I said, he didn't really do much. But everyone else got shots off um, and good shots, partially because you know Kemba and Tatum being aggressive. Now on the flip side, Westbrook. Um, one thing with Washington, 
I get Westbrook needs the triple double, the rebounds, but it seems like it it doesn't help their offense like uh, it did in Oklahoma City, and maybe because Billy Donovan was the triple double machine coach at that time, so him and Scott Brooks have different ways of providing helping Westbrook get these triple doubles. Um, when I say helping, I'm saying providing the atmosphere that they can get it. Uh, but Ish Smith being the Ish Smith and Beal being the second and third leading rebounders on the team is not that doesn't work because if you have all your guard, your three guards are leading you in rebounds, you have no fast breaks. That's why they don't have points off turnovers. Yep. And Ish Smith plays like one of their best rebounders. He's not just like getting random rebounds that are just flying in his direction. He's going to get more rebounds than Bigs are. Yeah, and and with the with the turnovers, the steals, the blocks, you know, all that stuff, they're not they're not pushing the ball like they could because all the guards are coming to the ball differently than uh, you know, obviously than Boston. Boston just pushes. Kimba, come get it. Tatum, come get it. Everyone else is gone. Even Smart, he never comes and gets the ball. If he gets a steal, he goes. But he's never. You never see him coming looking for rebounds. Yeah. As the leading rebounder, and um. So I, I think that kind of played a part into their uh, how they looked. Gafford only had five rebounds. Lynn is what seven two, only four rebounds. But you look at Boston, they had. You know, no one had more than six, but three guys had five, two had six. So they had a very, you know, spread rebounding. So it just looked like the Celtics were a more cohesive team altogether. That's the Wizards to me haven't been cohesive all year. Yeah. And uh, with Russell Westbrook, man, I just. I should have expected the the game that I got from him, mm-hmm. but the again just the absolute lack of awareness to like not even know your own game. Yeah, I, I mean, ten years into your career, you're not a mid range specialist, bro. Yeah, like this first shot, first shot that he made on Kemba was like literally a Kevin Garnett pull up mid-range yeah right off that shot i'm like uh, i don't know i'm already not not feeling the shot selection yeah and and there were so many times when like dude you're at you're in the paint you're full speed in the paint you got you cocking it back elevate in poster mm-hmm. why are you elevating and trying to finesse with your offhand Russ, I've watched you for a decade. You're not an offhand finesse player, right? Oh my god, there was there was like there was two moments late in the third quarter where one was a fast break, and I think Smith gave him the ball instead of Beal on the right, mm-hmm. and he just goes up with the left and gets it pinned. Yeah, I'm like, dude, you're the most athletic player we got. Why are you laying it up? Most athletic player in the gym. Dude, I just I don't understand in the shot selection, even you know above the the miss layups, you're you're breaking mid range pull ups straight backboard. Yeah, 
I mean, airball. I think. <laughs> yeah, like, could was that not a more uh, like Russell Westbrook type of game? It it definitely was. And and he was such an awful leader too because he was mad all game. Yeah. Westbrook is. Um, I understand him playing hard is like really cool to the people who uh, you know to the media and the fans and stuff but you can play too hard like that's a thing and I think Westbrook what we've seen from Westbrook in these pressure situations is that he just tries to go way too hard he tries to take over himself he tries to do everything he tries to embarrass the other team um you know, the other guy guarding him, he tries to embarrass him all the time and not just get a bucket. You know, he has to do a cradle kind of, uh, you know, the, the hard post-ups so he can come down and celebrate the Euros and all that. But he, that's not winning. Nope. And we've seen it the last three times we've seen him in a high-pressure situation was him trying to embarrass the other team one way or another and then him getting embarrassed. So. Yep. I mean, how many times did he try to dunk on the Lakers last year? Oh, too and many. It, getting pinned, getting swatted, getting stripped. It was just some losing the ball. It was embarrassing. Yeah, and the thing is, it's not that he can't play well in the high-pressure situations. Of course he can, but he just has to play to win. That's it. And we've seen it. We've seen it, guys, at, in pickup games at the park, you know, one dude is talking trash to him, says something about his mom or his girl, and then the next game he thinks he has to go get 20 out of the 21 points. Exactly, yeah. And he starts going crazy, and it, it never win. It never wins. That nope. Way. So, I mean, they shot three for 21 from three. And, and Russ was getting them up. Yeah, he shot four. I mean, Ish Smith shot the best percentage of the night, and that's because he only took one shot. But, like, Ish Smith, no, every shot he took was, like, in his game. Yeah, that's his game. I mean, he's a smart player. Right. And I just, I don't know, I don't understand how every playoff run, it's the same problems with Russ. Yep, it is. And, and how, how has there never been, like, a coaching connection with between him and a coach? Because he's, because he's had Scott Brooks for the majority of his career. That's why. Yeah, I I thought him and Billy had a good connection. At like I thought they were getting there. And, and yes. the thing is, they, they they showed me that they potentially could get there. Yes, and but the the problem is, man, this is why. This is why to me, Westbrook, Westbrook will never fully reach the um, stature he wants to in history, because the triple doubles does not equal winning. He can average a triple double all season long. Nope. Or, you know, break the record for triple doubles and you guys are still losers. And he's still a loser. Yep. And we so, played like losers. Bottom line. Right. So you think, okay, well, how impressive is the triple double if all these other point guards didn't do it and won championships? But Westbrook averages a triple double and can't make it out the first round. Or can't make it out to play in. Right, maybe. Exactly. So, um,. You know, it's cool he gets triple doubles, that part in the history books, but is it impressive if you can just do it and lose games? Not to me. 
So. There's got to be something else. Like, you've gotten the triple-doubles for four years. Yep. Like, at, at what point is it time to be like, you know, maybe I don't need the triple-double today. Maybe I just need to win the game. Yeah. I mean, and you, that's why the there's guys who have surpassed him in the, you know, point guard ranks because they go out and win. Same thing with Harden, too. I mean, that's what keeps Harden below in the point guard ranks if you consider him a point guard. Because Lillard and Steph just go win, just go out there to win, whatever it takes to win. Yep. If I don't score, I'm cool as long as we win. But all right, let's move on. Let's move on to the first game of that day. What a beatdown! <laughs> a serious beatdown. I'll, have... I'll give Indiana credit. They they were one of the teams that showed up like they wanted to win. Yeah. They were, and Charlotte. You know, I I knew they were young. I knew they were inexperienced, but the way they played all year, I didn't think they would come out the way they did. Yeah, and it's like you know, it's easy to be like, oh, Indiana's been a high hot shooting team for you know most of the year. It's but it's if you watch the game, like off of makes, T.J. McConnell gets the inbound and zooms full court and gets a layup. Yep, like, like off of makes. Yep, off of makes. What are you? What are you doing? O'Shea Brissett, Brissett was getting coast to coast buckets. He had a couple of them. Indiana Rebound was and just, just take it coast to coast. Indiana was getting easy opportunities, literally start to finish. Yeah, I, I by halftime, I I couldn't even watch. I watched the, like two minutes into the third quarter and turned it off. And McDermott was getting whatever he wanted. Jump shot wise, they couldn't get around screens at all. No screens. They got around no screens. In the NBA, like that's all you got to deal with in the NBA is screens. Yeah. I'll I'll say this, man, and not to be a hater, but I don't. I didn't like the Lamelo start over Graham. I know Graham's been hurt, but Graham was a big time player, and Lamelo. I don't know what he. In this situation, he brought nothing to them in no. this in the beginning. Absolutely nothing. He doesn't move the ball that great, and that's not what they needed anyway. They needed to score, like you needed, and they needed defense because they knew the Pacers were gonna come, come out hard, playing hard. That's what they do. Yep. Uh, you know, did Biombo get hurt in the beginning? I think so. So, you know, that changed things. Zeller. Came in and played great. Monk came in and played good. It's it's like it just looked like a team that was inexperienced. They were the they is, just weren't ready. That's what's tough about the playing that um you know they don't get the feel out game. That was it. It's over. So uh we'll see what they do, man. Shout out to the Pacers. But I, I like that kind of aspect of the play in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like how it's do or die. I like how like there's a desperation in each game. These all felt like finals games, honestly. Yeah, man, really competitive. All four of them. And Charlotte, again, the future looks solid for them. It does. It does. They're going in the right direction. They are. Yes, but this is a good learning. For a team like this, this is a great learning experience, I think. Yeah. And the thing is, man, I, one more thing about LaMelo. 
It looks like he was at a point where he was feeling embarrassed and that he needed to do something special, and it didn't look good. It looked really bad, actually, to me. As a teammate-wise, it looked really bad. And just, he just, he yeah. looked desperate. And that's not how you play in the NBA, at least. Yeah, I'll give him a pass because he's a rookie. Yeah, uh, but... Uh... But I, I, I agree with what you're saying. But And I, I hope... He showed me elements that he could kind of take a step back and play to what the team needs at certain points in the year. Yeah. And if this was a series and he struggled over the whole course, I would be like more inclined to see what you're saying. But this was a game mm-hmm. uh, for a first-year player who, you know, obviously I'm sure he was excited, wanted to show out, and it just didn't happen that way. Well, that's why I say if it was a series, I think they would have, he would have played better. But in it, off in this one game, it's not the time. It's not the right right time. You right. know, because he got to go in thinking this is do or die, and he was thinking, all right, I gotta show everybody I can do this, and you don't have to do that. Like yeah. this isn't it. But um, real quick, uh, Boston and Brooklyn, how many games and who wins? Four uh, zero. I'm not even gonna play around. Four <laughs> zero. I'll say I'll say five. I'll give him one game. I'll give him one game. They can win more maybe than one Brooklyn, game. Maybe if Brooklyn, but maybe if Brooklyn, you know, if a guys guys get hurt again or something, but full strength, they just got full strength. Oh, they taking it out on Boston. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> I think Boston has the right team to defend them, though. Boston doesn't have the right team to stop them, though. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. No. <laughs> They're at the point where I'm not sure if anyone does. But I like Smart on whoever, on Harden or Kyrie. I like uh, I like Fournier chasing somebody around. But if not, I'm cool with Kimba on Kyrie. I'm not mad at that. As You know, just keep Kyrie out the paint. I like Tatum on um, Durant. I would have liked Brown better. But I know. That's the key, man. If Jalen Brown was playing in this series... Yeah, I think this would be a tough six games for Brooklyn. Yeah, I agree. I think it would. I think it would go uh, six games either way. Honestly, I do. And it's it's just Brown. Brown is such a complete player for Boston that without him, and I saw it even against you know probably the worst defensive team in the league. They're just mm-hmm. so limited. Yeah. And, and DC, you know, is a terrible. They don't take advantage of the things they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. And Brooklyn's gonna feast. On Tatum misses three shots in a row. That's gonna be like four Joe Harris buckets on the other end. Yeah, I like Fournier and Joe Harris. That's a nice matchup. Fournier was trash uh, against us, by the way. He was absolutely. Trash. The only guy we could guard was Fournier. <laughs> Nobody else. And he was missing easy shots too. <laughs> yeah. All right, to the West. Let's go. Um, let's save the big game for last. Uh, Memphis and San Antonio, great game. So good. Great game, start to finish. Uh, this comes down, man, to the depth and the starting lineup. Just... I, of all people, like Greg Popovich, like that's who had probably the worst coaching decision of the year to me. I agree. 
and, and he wears this one for sure. It's I, I understand trusting the like you know the the rotation I guess. Yeah. Uh, but Vogel does this very well for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. If it's not LeBron or Anthony Davis, I don't trust you. Like I I don't care who you are. If you're playing like trash, I got guys who will fill in that spot. Right. And in, in what, what just infuriated me throughout this game, especially watching the fourth quarter, especially, like, having seen that fourth quarter, yeah, you have the solution to your problems. Yep. And you're not even, like, like you're not making a real effort to see if that's a, a real solution or maybe it's a fluke. But what you're currently doing and what you spent four quarters doing wasn't working. Go ahead and say it. What is it? Jakob Pertl should not be playing major minutes at center. <laughs> I said on the last podcast that Valentunas is going to have a field day. And he was going to be the reason they worked the Spurs. And, you know, twenty. he had a 20-20 game in three quarters. Yep. I mean, he had a... I don't even think he played the full fourth quarter. So... I mean, I, I just like Purtle. Purtle was awful in every big man aspect. Yeah, he was. He didn't find the guards very quickly when they passed him the ball. Right. Couldn't really catch shit most of the game. Right. Couldn't set. He got called for what two, three moving screens. Uh, yeah. One was one was awful. By the way, like as soon as they put him out there in the fourth quarter, moving screen. Yep. He literally, when they put him out there in the fourth quarter, he goes, if I remember correctly, moving screen, gets scored on, fouls uh, the next play, and then misses, like gets a turnover also at one point. Yeah. I- I'm, I'm sitting there. Why? Oh, and he's giving up rebounds to who, know, who else? Valanciunas. Yeah. Which he's been doing all for 46 minutes of the game, Coach Pop. Yeah. I just I couldn't believe my eyes. And the other the Memphis players were getting layups. They they attacked him with everyone. Yeah. I mean the backup center said, "Forget the offense. I'm just gonna attack uh, Pirtle and got a layup." Yep. Kyle Anderson, who was a little off, was literally getting wide open free throw line shots every time he attacked him. Yep. I just Gordie, you put Gorgie Jang out there, you take the lead. Yep. You take the lead. He's competing with Valanciunas. He's a threat on offense. He knows how to set a goddamn screen. Yep. And he has and, range. You know exactly. He's a threat on not just in the paint. He's a threat from the perimeter. Yeah. And and he gets subbed out. And Pirtle just gets thrown in for the last four minutes of the game. And keeps getting worked. And it just never, it got worse. Yeah, and they they came all the way back. They came all the way back. I mean, when, when Dylan Brooks is like, is just feasting against you. Mm hmm. And he wasn't like, he didn't hit, you know, nothing crazy, nothing spectacular. Right. It was just basic attack moves, basic aggressive moves, layup, layup, layup. 
Dylan Brooks got, what, four layups in a row in the fourth quarter, and you still think the current center that's out there should be out there? Yeah. Not to mention that uh, Jang played for Memphis. So, like, he, he probably knows these guys' strengths and weaknesses to an extent to defend them, at least. You know? I mean, that helps. When you've played with someone a lot before, you say, okay, I know where he's going. And you just have a, a different IQ to the defense, you know? And he didn't care. I, I just, even even Scott Brooks even gets this. Okay, we lost Thomas Bryant for the year. You know, we, we don't have a crazy amount of options. Let's go with Alex Len just to fill the starting spot. Mm-hmm. Alex Len played 11 minutes, not 30. Yeah. I mean, what are you doing? He's getting worked. He can't guard anybody. He can't rebound against this matchup. I would have rather him move Rudy Gay to the center than have a photo there the whole time. And, and like, and you you made a good point. Like, he doesn't even know how to foul. Nope. I mean, my God. It, usually, usually the trash can bigs when when they g- decide to use one of their fouls. You're you're getting hurt. <laughs> yeah, you can't. <laughs> you even know, do it's, that. it's not gonna be anything crazy malicious most of the time, but mm-hmm. you're getting hurt. Do you you remember that play where they <laughs> they like quadruple teamed him and he couldn't find anyone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yo, there was a point where they keep hitting him as a roll man and he's doing nothing with the ball. Yeah, I'm just like Demar, like. This is your show. Why are you making it? Why are you even making an effort? Right. And he he did not get to the basket enough. He didn't get fouled enough. That's his thing. I mean, isn't he second for most free throws in the game? Throws yeah. He didn't get to the. He barely got to the line. Uh, he he got flat out outplayed by Dylan Brooks. He did. And I didn't think that like going into this game. That's not the matchup. I was like. Like, that's going to be the do-or-die matchup of this game. Yeah. And obviously the center being, you know, night and day different was a mm-hmm. huge issue. But Dylan Brooks outplayed DeRozan on both ends. Yeah. I mean, DeRozan took 10. He took 11 free throws. But, I mean, he's normally like a 16 free throw guy in the play, in the playoffs. Like, and he got a couple of, I would say, soft calls. He did. He did. He didn't go strong at all. In the first quarter, I texted you. I mean, he was shooting everything short. He didn't yes. get to the glass. And he has the... I mean, he's the most athletic... Other than Morant, he's the second most athletic player in that game. But... That was disappointing, man. By the Spurs, by Popovich. This might be Popovich's last... Um, last ride. That's not how I would have did it. I hope Becky Hammond gets the job. I know I'm thinking ahead, but... Still. If Popovich goes out like that... That's whack. That was, yeah, man, that was bad. Like, Memphis was asking to lose. They were, yeah. I mean, you know, Morant Spurs had was, it. Morant was just taking awful shots all day. Yeah. And and that's the, probably their biggest concern moving forward is just, can Morant, like, limit the how many bad shots he takes? I just don't get why everything has to be a highlight for him. Everything has to be a top 10 play, pass or shot. He has to embarrass somebody on offense. It has to, man, just play basketball, man. 
Like he's he's the dude who watches too much and one at yeah. the park. Anyway, let's get to the big game. Oh. This, this is one was, of the best games I've ever seen, by the way. It was This was a wild one. It, it was. And it was one of the best games by you know, it being close, not because I saw a lot of good play. I no, I will say man. the first quarter is by far the worst I've ever seen LeBron James play in my life. And he played LeBron, terrible. LeBron was on some other shit for most of this game. Dude, he didn't hit... I don't even think he hit the rim in the first quarter. He had that one yeah, no. lucky tap in. I, don't, I have no idea how he got it. With the left hand on the... Yeah, because AD was missing everything. Yeah, he got that. And then everything else was backboard, backboard, brick, side of the backboard on the shot clock violation. I mean, I'm like, what this is going is, on? You know, this game... The fact that the Lakers won this game just shows how much better they are than every other team in the league to me. <laughs> I, I mean, don't know if I'd say that, but I Schroeder understand. Was, Schroeder was atrocious he was for bad. most of this game. He was bad, yeah. Uh, Anthony Davis was, was getting, getting strapped. Just embarrassed. Yeah, I told you he was going to get punked the whole game. LeBron LeBron didn't even wake up until that, and, that uh, fast break and one. What was that, like... Mid late third quarter, and that was the dumbest foul of the season, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it was Wiggins. Yeah, of course. I mean, I don't understand why people still foul LeBron on the break. Like you know, he <laughs> at, when he gets to the paint, it's over. Let it go. You, especially, you lost. especially with like the weak reaches. Yeah, just a slap. Yeah, that's to, insane. You have to do what Draymond did to stop him. Exactly. <laughs> Take him out. But the, yeah. I just the Lakers were so awful. Yeah, they were bad. And and but they every time the game started getting like really like yo Lakers might get blown out. Mm-hmm. They started playing defense. Yeah, and they got some help from. Yeah, man. Draymond's passes were Awful. disgusting just, the whole night. It was, and it's the sick. same pass. It's the He tries to get the cutter from the corner, and he throws a little bounce pass and hits people in the shin instead of hitting them, you know, <laughs> throwing lobs. It wasn't even... I wish he was hitting shits. He was throwing it straight to Laker players. The one to Wig... I mean... He did it twice to Wiggins. Wiggins was coming yeah. out of the corner. He hit Wiggins in the foot one time. And then the other time, I think it just went... It, like, went in between the legs of a Lakers player and just went out of bounds. Yeah. I mean, Wiggins is a... He's a high flyer. Why are you hitting him in the legs on backdoor <laughs> cuts? And why, I mean, this he didn't why... have to pass it to him at all. Then the, the one... Um, the, like, fake handoff bounce pass he threw to Steph that went all the way out of... Like bounced way over his head and went out of bounds. Yeah. What was that? The turnovers were were just aw- him and Steph, man. Him and Steph. Uh, yeah. It's like every time they thought it's like, oh, the Lakers are about to give up. Like, no, they're not. Yeah. And Steph was just terrible throwing it out of the double team. He was throwing it right to yes. the Lakers. Yes. It looked like, like an eight. Oh, go ahead. 
You, like, you know you're going to get double teamed all game. You, you ever play AAU or, you know, um, uh, you know, like the travel basketball and play that one team that, like, recruits the prep guys that traps the whole game? Oh, yeah. Oh, from yeah. the jump? Just and- full court press <laughs> all night, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what the Lakers look like when every time Steph got the ball. And like exactly. you, they should have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and they were chasing him all over the place off the screens, doubling off the screens, and he was turning the ball over. So they kept yep. doing it, obviously, and he still played amazing. Yeah, I, I just the Lakers, they look like a team that hadn't played together all year. Yeah, they did. Yeah, the they still didn't use dude. Drummond. Oh, not at all. And, and, like, the one time they decided to use him was post-ups. Like, what the fuck? No, that's but, not. I didn't. I, why would you sign Drummond to give him a couple post-ups? It was more like a pandering kind of, oh, you haven't gotten the ball? Fine. Here, take it. Yeah, exactly. And, like, do that. Instead of, of course he embarrasses himself. Yeah, instead of, like, setting him up, they're just like, oh, Dr- you know, Andre hasn't had it. Just hand it to him. You know, get out of his way. That's not his game. And yeah, it it was bad. That was bad. I take back. Uh, I take back any like all time praise I gave Anthony Davis. I take it back. Yeah, me too. You saw what I texted that, that you. Was, that was disgusting. Like, I, and you know, he he closed the game much better because Draymond couldn't guard him as much. Yeah. Uh, and the and the Lakers did a good a better job of like getting him looks. Mm-hmm. But he, every time Draymond was on him, Draymond looked like a varsity player, and Anthony Davis looked like a JV player. Yeah. Draymond looked like one of I mean, the, that AAU team that's fire. Yeah, you can't back him down, and when you can't back him down, you can't just turn to the basket? Nope. And Draymond what do you keep like looking a for a fadeaway for? Yeah, yeah, I just, Anthony Davis, to me, like, I know Draymond is an all-time great defender, but, like, mm-hmm. Anthony Davis would come close to positions where he could get good shots, and then he would just, like, get away from that. Yeah. Like, you, all of a sudden, you, you're at the rim, you pick it up before the double team's even there. Or you're backing a guy down, and now you're bringing it back out because you couldn't back him down that hard. Right. It was, it was really bad, man. And... <clears throat> I just I feel bad for the Warriors. I really do. Yeah, man. I and I'm I'm with you on the AD stuff. Like watching him just makes me appreciate the guys I do, I do have on the all time great list. Yes. And uh, it was ugly. And to me, the Warriors lost this more than the Lakers won it. Obviously, you asked me what I thought it would come down to, and I ended up being right. Which was Draymond and that stupid illegal screen, uh, and it wasn't. I guess it's not a hack, but um, it just sucks when Draymond is the reason. Is like the, not the reason, but you know what I'm saying. Like Draymond is that last straw to them losing a lot. And uh, I mean, like I just Draymond didn't have any fucking composure. He didn't. None. Like, I get... Getting tech in this game early? Dude, Wiggins... You know, Wiggins was playing great for a stretch in the third quarter. 
mm-hmm. then from late third quarter to the end of the game, he was awful. He just disappeared. He just completely disappeared. And part and, of it was because Draymond was trying to force it to him. And I'm like, that's that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. I'm not. I'm. I don't expect Wiggins to carry us to victory. Right. But Draymond, you're the you're the second guy. You're the guy who gets everybody involved. Yep. And you're just you're not even looking at the rim. Yeah. At least look at the rim before you go high low. You just you're literally getting the ball to go from high to low. Yeah. Every Lakers player predicted at some point what Draymond was gonna do. Yeah. And he he, you know, passed up a couple wide open looks on the that left wing, that was part of the play, you know that the you know the high low you're talking about. Yeah. He shot one and it was just a little bit off, and then he never shot anything else. So, yeah, he just backed up and double teamed who they knew he was going to try to force it to. And I know he like he's working on his game. Like I know the Warriors aren't telling him to not sh- like shoot less and less. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Like Steve Kerr is not that bad of a coach to be doing shit like that. Right. This, and I, 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 don't just, I just don't get it. This made me uh, two things. Um, really hopeful for the Warriors' future because I think if they had Wiseman and Oubre, they would have blew the Lakers out. Because the Lakers were fully healthy, right? They weren't missing anybody. Yeah. And um, it looked like they were just missing some extra pieces. Some guys were out there a little long. I think Toscano Anderson out there was a little bit long. Poole got, you know, Poole had some good looks. And he knocked big shots down. Mulder was out there a little much. He had a little too much responsibility this game. That I think Oubre would have definitely taken some load off. And Damian Lee. But the Lakers, the, the Lakers being able to adjust the way they did was impressive. Cause just like the entire playoff run last year. Yeah, yeah. And Vogel, I mean, he's always been that guy. He's always been a really good adjustment guy. So um, I'm sure they went in the locker room. You know, first thing they put on the board, double Steph and make Draymond shoot. Probably. I just I can't believe you know. I can't believe they had the balls to throw in Wesley Matthews into this game. And he played well. And he fit he fit the, the kind of how the game was getting. Like the game was getting more intense, yeah. more physical. That's that's a good fit for Matthews. Mm-hmm. But Matthews is also like, you know, KCP's been playing great. Matthews could come out there and shoot you right out the game. Yeah. Yep. And he he tried a couple times, but it just it, it was crazy to me how like it, how almost clutch his substitution into the game was. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, and the Lakers, like you said, they adjusted. They they continued to to just wear the Warriors down defensively. So, um, who do you have in the Warriors? Warriors Grizzlies. I I, I just I don't trust Morant. I think the Warriors are going to get him. I do too. I, think I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, Dylan Brooks Dylan Brooks has been shocking me every Memphis game the last, like, month or two. Yeah. So, if maybe if he annihilates Andrew Wiggins, maybe it's a different story. But 
I mean, Steph has just been nuclear. Yeah, and my thing he is he has to annihilate Wiggins. Yeah, because so Steph, like, Steph is so nuclear, it's like you're not stopping him. Right. And Memphis also isn't the Lakers. They they can't capitalize on mistakes, you know, as consistently. Right. Yep. And uh, I think they may have Damian Lee back because he was just on COVID. Um, right. Ubre's wrist is bad. He'll, he he'll be back if they make the playoffs. So one thing I'll say about the Warriors, real quick, uh, I miss I miss when their backup point guard was like completely different from Steph when it was Sean Livingston for for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I hate how guys come in Toscano Anderson, uh, Mulder, uh, even even Poole. They come in like they want to be Steph. Yeah, you know what I, I mean. Know, like yeah. they're they're trying to like get going. And just throw if they're getting good looks, they're throwing up everything. Mm-hmm. Like I just I wish like Toscano Anderson should be getting to the basket at least every now and then. Yeah, he's not a like. What is he doing? Just. Just jacking threes. Like, that doesn't look good to me. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. When they have to just play, like, the starting five without the starting five, it doesn't yeah. It doesn't work. It's yeah. one of the reasons I liked Wanamaker with them, because Wanamaker doesn't try to be Steph. And that was an odd, very odd, just give up. Because they got nothing yeah. for him, right? No, yeah. He's one of those, bro. Wanamaker is just like... He just looks bad, but he contributes. Yeah. Super physical, been around, you know, those kind of guys. I think Jeremy Lin would have helped the Warriors, to be honest. I, I know that's a stretch, but he was yeah. healthy. He gives a lot of the similar things that Wanamaker gives, just not as tough on defense. But Yeah, I, I, I can see that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going with the Warriors on that, too. Lakers-Phoenix. Uh, I mean, L.A. and Phoenix. Who you got? And how many games? You I got think the Lakers, Lakers right? I, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I haven't wavered on my on the Lakers at all. I think they're still going to the finals. Okay. Um, but that being said, I don't think this is going to be an easy series for them at all. How many games? I might even, I might even throw out a hot take considering their path. Mm-hmm. Their potential path, you know, in the second round and in the conference finals, mm-hmm. this might be the toughest series they have uh, up until the finals. Up until the finals, over the conference. Denver, finals? Denver, or Portland, which is potentially their second round. They're not challenging them. The Clippers aren't not challenging as much them. As, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't see it. I don't see it. All right. All right. I mean, you, this you is asking, really you putting round. a lot of faith, you putting a lot of faith in Paul George if you think the Clippers can, you know, work them. Now I'm putting, or even beat them. No, well, I'm putting more blind faith in uh, Kawhi than I am in Paul George because I know what Paul George can do. When he's allowed to do it, I don't know nah. if Kawhi is gonna allow him to do it. That's the problem. Um, but I don't know. I, I just I think the Clippers are clicking a little bit better than the Lakers are at the moment. And obviously, part of that is injuries. I'm not gonna talk about the LeBron 
blurred vision thing. But that was just that was just nasty. Like you don't say that after the game, man. That that's whack. Nobody else would do that. Other than him. That's his game. Dude, you made you made the shot, like great shot, you know, that's it. Why make it? You're getting credit, dude. Like, you, it's not like they're. He's acting like they are not giving him enough credit. Like it was a gr- amazing shot. His vision was fine when he was bricking all those jumpers in the first quarter. Right. When he was hitting backboard every time down court in the first quarter. Yeah. So His two threes in the fourth were just wild to me. Even the were. corner one when he's like, like Wiggins is all over him and he just throws it up in his face. Yeah. I was like, what? Like, dude, you don't even look like your your jumpers are, like, sh- woefully short all day. And you make that? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I'm with you on Phoenix. I think um, I think it's going to go at least, I'll say six games, at least. I, I think it's going to be a tough seven. And, and my thing, like, I just know how Chris Paul gets in series like this. If it goes seven, I'm picking the Suns. I, I don't seven. I'll take the Suns. I, I, the more the more even evenly matched a series is, the less I like CP in it. Mm, I get I get what you mean because CP kind of does that Westbrook thing, where he thinks he needs to take over and he doesn't. Yeah, and the Lakers, the Lakers are gonna capitalize on that if CP tries to force that. Yeah, Crowder is back for them, by the way. For Phoenix, that's good. That's good, but I just can can Phoenix keep that balance like they've had all year? Because <clears throat> I, I I have a bad feeling. I don't I don't trust them to, but I have a bad feeling that it's they're gonna start struggling and it's gonna be a Chris Paul Devin Booker show. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not gonna look good. I I don't I never it never looked good to me during the year. Right, and they're not. The, that team is not in need of a hero. They have plenty of weapons. They have Sarich. They have Cameron Payne. You know, Bridges is pretty cool. Um, obviously, they need a hero, and, and Booker is their hero. But it, they don't need him like to carry them through a game. Right. That's what I mean. They don't. They don't need him in a game where it's like, all right, uh, we need you to get forty tonight. Right. They don't. They don't need. need they don't need like what Mitchell is for uh, Utah or Tatum for Boston. They don't need that. Right. Or Murray for Denver last year. Right. Sometimes. Uh. All right. Uh, we have anything else that we need to get to? Did we? Uh, Wizards, Indiana. Who you got tonight? Uh, <laughs> I'm taking. I'm taking the Wizards. I'll take the Wizards. Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking the Wizards too because you know I have to. I'm hesitant though. But yeah. The the expert in me doesn't want to pick the Wizards. I think Indiana won because they beat Charlotte, not because you know they were good. Because I I don't think they're very good, but I think that they were better than Charlotte, and they just punched Charlotte in the mouth, and Charlotte, you know, couldn't wipe the blood off their lip, and that was it. But they're not going to punch Washington in the mouth. So the Wizards don't the Wizards take punches in the mouth. Like they encourage punches in the mouth. They do. They do. They often don't start playing until they get punched in the mouth. I I will say this though, if they lose this, I 
don't know if I look at Beal the same way from now on. <clears throat> I know Westbrook is running the show, and a lot of the game is dependent on his play. But I, I gotta, I need Beal to show me he's a winner this game. I need it. I know Westbrook is going to dominate, I, but yeah, it depends on the game for me, but. You know, I, I see what you're saying. I, I that will be something to look out for with with them. He doesn't have to get forty, but if they're down five, I need him to you know be aggressive, be involved. Yeah, right. Don't just run around and run these like Rip Hamilton type plays that that they run for him, where he's going back and forth on the baseline. I just I don't need that. I just just come get the ball and just take T.J. McConnell or you know Holiday. Just take him. Yeah. Scott Brooks is so awful. Even even though I don't blame him for the Boston game, mm-hmm. you notice how bad they look when they try to, like, get somebody involved? Yeah. It's not, it's not like, oh, let's... Like, Miami just tries to include Duncan Robinson. Mm-hmm. If he's not, you know, if he can't get open, okay, we, we got other options. Yeah. And I could say that for practically every other every playoff team. I could say that for. Mm-hmm. With DC, it's not just oh, let's include Bertans in the plays. Let's let's run like eight pin downs in a row to try to get him open. Yeah, I like how Miami. Even though I dog Duncan Robinson a lot, I like how Miami they give it to him. He doesn't have it. He gives it right back, or they run that like three man weave almost motion. Yeah. He he looks, oh, it's not there, give it back. Looks, oh, not there, hand off. But Bertans looks, it's not there. He gives just it somebody. Throws he it goes up anyway. <laughs> and comes back, or yeah, or he just tosses it up. He looks, it's not there. Oh, let me step back. <laughs> or, or, you know, let me go run the screen again. I'll just pop yeah. out further away and shoot a 30 footer instead. Yeah, it's Bertans is like that. They can't just like. They can't run plays, and the play doesn't work, so we're going to fall back to posting up Robin Lopez because I don't mind that every now and then. Mm-hmm. No, we're going we're gonna to force-feed Robin Lopez for six plays like he's Anthony Davis. And then they, they don't move. Like, Robin <laughs> yeah. Lopez, is a, he has good vision, but they give it to him, and they just watch him, and he's, like, like, looking yeah, around he's like, oh, mismatch. like, I'm doing this? Yeah, yeah, and he's not. And he's not oh, doing dude, that on uh, Sabonis. Scott, I don't care. I don't care if they win and make a fucking playoff run. Scott Brooks has to go. <laughs> I don't care if they fucking by some some unreal miracle they make the eighth seed and upset Philly. I want Scott Brooks gone. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you. All right, that's all we got um, today. Uh, playing game. The video, this video won't come out before tonight's game, so everything we talked about there, you already know what happens, but um, we'll be back after these, really after the first round game, so, uh, and we already covered that last podcast, so. Yep. Uh, thanks for listening, subscribe, stay tuned, uh, alerts, follow us, all that stuff, and uh, we'll see you guys next time.